One, two, three, shoot. Greg Lentz. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio episode 510 on 511 on August 18th, 2023. I'm Shannon. I'm Jeff. I was looking for a microphone to talk into. I'm still not used to these lavalier mics. <laughs> I'm Greg. Where's my mic? All right. Uh, so, yeah, Greg mentioned it in the intro there, but the last, like, three shows, we said the wrong episode number at the beginning of the thing. So I just like it. I, I just think it should be just something that we stay with. Why well, do we need to be pressured to be accurate, mm-hmm. right? I mean. So what do you got here? What well, are you pouring these for These are us? more beers from our trip. Good news for you, Greg. This will be the last show where I feel like we have to get the IPAs while they're fresh. Okay. So, but this one is the fourth anniversary from Twin Barns Brewing. It is a Golden Rye IPA. So this should be something a little bit different from the... the. Oh, I poured poorly. Shannon, get much. And we're going to have some... Oh. So there's some... Mm-hmm. too. So we're going to have to do... The Mixy Mix. The Mixy Mix. three-way here. Ooh. Okay, so this is hopped with... It's 6.7% uh, hop with New Zealand-grown Nectarune and Rewaka hops. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then the other note is that this is a rye IPA. So, mm-hmm. you know, rye will typically give it a more spicy and um, character to the grand maltville. It's also a hazy. Uh, I know you pulled these out before. It's still pretty cold. It so is. I'm going to warm this up a bit. How has your couple of weeks been, guys? Your fortnight? No, it's uh, been busy with work mm-hmm. and um, still making bowls. Got back to making bowls, so that's <laughs> fun. Can make bowls while I can. I have one of your bowls, and it's a great bowl. Yeah, it's got one of the good ones too. I really like that knot hole that was in mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I was making it was probably like my third or fourth bowl, and I'm turning it. And it still has the bark on it. I really don't know what it's going to be. And there was some, you know, like kind of punky wood, like a branch, not whole, mm-hmm. in the side. And I was pro- thinking I was going to, once I got it cleared off, I was going to glue that in, epoxy it, something. And then as I'm turning it, the knot flies out, like hits me in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go home. Yeah, you were wearing eyewear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, got a whole face shield. So punky, is that the term? When it's like so- almost rotten. Okay. Like soft and rotten. Because the first thing that came into my mind when I heard punky was anybody? Punky Brewster? Punky Brewster. <laughs> Which then I realized, could that be a name for a brewery? <laughs> Oh. I'm the Punky Brewster. <laughs> there you go. NBC or CBS probably still owns like the trademark on Probably. I don't really get a lot on the nose. Do you all? Getting uh, something hobby, but that's kind of it. I'm I, not getting So these are Motswika and Raiku, right? Nectarune and Rewaka. Ne- Rewaka, okay. Um, yeah, so Rewaka is one of those New Zealand hops, right? So a little. Soft, a little bit vanilla, a little bit melon, you know? So I am smelling something like that on the nose. Not really like big old citrus or anything like that. And then in the aroma, you're getting, uh, the aroma, you're also getting the malt. You know, you're getting a little bit Mm -hmm. of barley, a fair amount of rye. Um, Yeah, that's mostly what I'm getting. Yeah, it it is the malt. The malt, yeah. I guess there's a little like 
I don't know, something peach-like? For me, it's a little bit like uh, cantaloupe or uh, honeydew. Like a... Oh, a yeah. You know, that, that's, a, that's a better mm-hmm. description. Yeah. Very mild. Hmm. Yes, it's kind of dry, has a nice crispness to it because of the yeah. rye and the malt. I think the rye adds something to it by making it not feel um, just kind of puffy mm-hmm. by giving it a little bit of a bite. Um, but it also is very like melony on, on the first sip. It, it, it's more sweet and then the rye kicks in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had this beer. Uh, this was the day that we were did the all the rainy day breweries in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and this was that last place right by our Airbnb. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we got this. Mm. That was a good one. Um, to, to me, it seems very bitter. It, I think it's a rye because I, I don't feel it. like the, it's it's bitter hop wise. I don't have any IBUs or anything I mean, like that. Yeah, it doesn't taste like a, a resiny, like hop bitterness. Uh, it's very dry, right? It is, mm-hmm. and there's kind of a twang on your tongue a little bit. You know, like I think that's from the rye. Is that what you're coming yeah, across? Yeah, it's a from the rye. Yeah, it's different, and I like that it's different mm-hmm. um, because I just posted in our Discord. By the way, please join our Discord. Uh, the link that's- is on. See craftyradio.com right on the front page towards the bottom. Yep. And then in the what are we drinking area, I posted that uh, I got, what was it? Uh, not Hetty Topper, but the other one. Focal Banger. Focal Banger from Alchemist. And it was 815. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yesterday is when I bought it and it was made two days before. So, like, uh, like, that's as fresh, I think, as I could possibly get in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So, and yeah, it was just like, eh. it, it, it was fine. And it kind of reminded me of all the things that this this thing was. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more drinkable than Hetty Topper. Yeah. Yeah, I had one more at The Alchemist, but um, I was, I guess I was looking for this super juicy, super fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm at, um, you know, at Mecca kind of thing. I drank the sucker from the can. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I read all the instructions. I The thing is, if nothing else, like I said in, in, in the chat there, the thing that I appreciated the most wasn't the fact that, uh, oh, I get a whale, but it was, this is a this place that I shop for beer, which I do is pay something of a premium for. Uh, you know, it's more expensive than it would be like at some of the other stores. But... They're taking care of their beer, and you know this was right out there. Yeah, two fresh. days is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, Still City Beer is the importer for the Alchemist, which I had errantly presumed. Okay, they signed a contract, but I don't think Alchemist has any beer to come to Pittsburgh. Well, obviously that's wrong, but it's crazy that it went from canning line through the wholesaler to the retailer mm-hmm. in two days. Yeah, when it's yeah. a. Uh, 14 hour drive. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure because I think I've talked to people there, you know, they make sure that stuff arrives cold. You know, it's not, they don't mm-hmm. have it, let it go. Um, 
warm. I mean, there's obviously there are beers out there that aren't in their fridge, so it's not like they do it. Everything is like that. But for for the expensive stuff, the top shelf stuff, they they keep it cold and they make sure it's there. So I appreciated that much. The fact that the beer wasn't that amazing. Eh, it's fine. I'm willing to pay a little bit of uh, of an extra thing just as a shout out to the you know as a here here's my here's my uh present to you guys. For sure. Shannon and I went hiking first time in Pennsylvania after our trip. Yeah. Last and weekend. it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> Doing hikes around Western Pennsylvania, kind of a letdown after you've done hiking in New England. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Although we didn't talk about, it. I, I did want to say that one of the things that we didn't mention about the nice thing about living in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh in particular is, so if you live there in Vermont or up there, there's kind of one way in. You can get stuff, but there's a narrower way to get things to there. Whereas we're in a much more centralized location. So it's a lot easier to get a hold of more stuff where we are and quicker. Okay. So if nothing else, we are kind of in the middle of a, of a big, you know, mercantile area, which helps us a lot when we want to get stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think she's like, but the mountains. <laughs> yeah, the hiking. The oh. yeah, I'll, I'd take. I'd trade it. Yeah, I'd definitely trade it for, for me it's, being outdoors in Maine. And I'm in like the summer. I don't want to just be on the grid. I, I want to be the grid. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? Yeah, I'll drink. Not a fan. No. Did you think it was bad or just not super into it? Just not super into it. I didn't think it was bad. But I, I, I get it, you know, reserve your sobriety. Exactly. For stuff that uh, you, you think you're going to really love. Yeah. So that makes sense. This is, again, the uh, Twin Barns 4, the yeah. fourth anniversary. It's got a big four on it. It does. All right. Let's... Let's stagger the IPAs this time. Let's go to a farmhouse. Oh, good. That's a good idea. <clears throat> All right. Bellflower Brewing Company. This was one in Portland that we hit up. Uh, they, their brewery, I believe, is outside. No, it says in Portland here. Okay. But oh, we were going to say they brew out. They literally brew outside. Well, no, no. <laughs> uh, it seems like a lot of the places in Portland have their tap rooms and have places elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a bunch of that when yeah. we were doing those breweries. Which one is this one? Buffler. This is. Do you remember the beer name? That's what I'm asking. This is. Uh, He's looking at it. Farmhouse Now. I'm sorry? Farm Just farmhouse. Farmhouse, Ale. farmhouse. Or it's called Bellflower Farmhouse Ale. Oh, that was me. I apologize. I need to turn off the error message <laughs> noise. <laughs> farmhouse i don't see i drank one of these last week and i got my hands smacked save these for the show i just told you you gotta save one (laughs) i'm exaggerating okay so bellflower (laughs) 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 (
Bellflower Farmhouse, 6%. Uh, and everything else is just, this is what you'll taste, which I'm not going to bother to read because that's not, Much I want to learn myself. The, the color, I will have to say, it's not as dark gold as the last mm-hmm. one it's a much lighter yeah it almost has um, like a whip beer kind of color almost. it does it's not quite as white as a whip beer but it has some opacity to the the cloudiness yeah it has yeah it's cloudiness it's not a hazy like a hazy ipa mm-hmm. and it's funny you say wit and as soon as i knows it I'm like i smell a wit beer well, you're going to smell a lot of the similar characteristics, right? You're going to smell a big wheat mm-hmm. part of the grain bill's wheat in this. Uh, that's common for a lot of farmhouse sales. And then the yeast, likely not a wickier yeast, but it's going to be a more rustic saison yeast or something like that. And they're going to be in the same extended family kind of flavor-wise, okay. right? And then, and I haven't tasted it yet, but, you know, you might not... It probably doesn't have coriander mm-hmm. and orange peel and things like that right. added to it. The rusticness of this comes through because, I mean, I smell this and I'm imagining like an old farmhouse fence. Mm-hmm. So there's like a, a dusty mustiness coming out of it. I'm smelling the inside of a clean barn. With I'm not the, saying a dirty. The, the wood and the, the hay, mm-hmm. you know, that combination of those two. I'm actually getting like a buckwheat kind of aroma where it's like a little more okay, chewy and kind of um, brown smelling compared to a wheat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Ah, all right. Otay, as buckwheat would say. Oh, you're not saying OT. Like, there's oats in it. No, no. I'm saying, like, uh, Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live when he did Buckwheat character. Otay! <laughs> We're old. <laughs> On to the flavor. Uh, it's sweeter than I thought it'd be. The malt comes through. It has um, kind of like uh, almost like a marmalade toast type flavor. Marmalade toast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're on to something there, but I think that I think you're in the right like zone. But I think you're. That's also coming across melony, like the la- melon e, like the last beer. Also, like there's like almost like melon jelly or something on it. Calum. Did you say marmalade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. Definitely like a cracker with something on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't have, it doesn't really carry the orange part. That's not really yeah. what I was going for. More of just the vibe of toasty bread yeah. with some jelly on it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then, then I guess we're, you're in the right zone. What's that flavor though? It's, it's not like orange. Uh, well, I take back what I said. It's a cantaloupe, but no, I think it's a really faint. I'm tasting, faintly tasting apricot. Okay. Okay. So if you pictured an apricot jam and you just barely put some on your toast, spread it really, really, really thin. 
Okay, yeah, I do think that's a good call. I, I see that there. That that's there. There's something as a little like uh, in terms of melon. There's a little bit of honeydew in there. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not getting like a singular fruit here. There's mm-hmm. more of a combination. There's might might even a little bit of like um, lychee. Yeah, I could I could see that, or even like dragon fruit, something mm-hmm. along those lines. For sure. So LK99 is not a thing. No, apparently it is a um, bog standard ordinary diamagnetic, uh, possibly diamagnetic metal. Um, a diamagnetic metal means that it can expel uh, it can expel magnetic fields, so you can get things to float on it if you uh, if you have the magnet lined right. Um, but you're not expending any energy by doing that, by the way. Uh, it, it, it's just sort of, it, it's like, it's like resting something on top of a, what's a, what's a good physical analogy for this? Because basically it's, it's resting on top of the field lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not doing any energy. It's just being held. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the closest thing you say, it's like a table. Right, the table is holding this this glass up against uh, gravity, but it's not doing any. It's not putting any energy into the fact that it's doing that. Right. Yep. Now the paper was retracted. Yeah, I guess the guys getting or the, the team's getting you know investigated. So I don't know what I know that one of the papers from the guys was retracted. I don't know if the LK ninety nine paper itself was retracted, but I don't think it was published by. I don't think it was even published yet or it wasn't published by like a prestigious journal, but physical review letters, which is a very prestigious journal did retract one of like the main guy's papers. Okay. So yeah, people get excited about flashes in the pan all the time. Yeah. And you know, I'm used to seeing it happen in my, in the field that I study in particle physics. So I'm really skeptical about anything that happens in there. I'm, I was of course less skeptical about LK 99, for kind of a couple reasons, one of which was it's not my field, uh, and the other one was the ease of of testing it because it was relatively, according to the, the stuff that was on there and the stuff that I read, it was like really easy for people to test this thing. So there wouldn't be a whole lot of time between whether we knew this was legit or not. Yeah. I started to talk about this a couple episodes ago, but we got off track. I was watching a YouTube series or a YouTube show about element hunting and the the scandals there. Mm. Um, there's you know there's like three main places that discover all these super heavy elements. You got one's in Russia, Berkeley, one's in Brookhaven, right? Yeah. There's one in Berkeley. 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 There's one in Germany, and then the one in Russia. One in Russia. So Berkeley kind of hired away this guy, Victor Ninov, from the German group. Mm. And long story short, this guy is just compulsive with falsifying information to to get the discoveries. You know, um, so Berkeley had huge egg on their face, like, because yeah. like, like, he claimed like three or four of the, you know, like, you know, like for like 107 until 114, somewhere yeah. in there, like that he had found it. But when they went back and looked at the data, it was all falsified. That's so. bad because so when you're element hunting for for those who are in the know and like for Shannon, I'm sure you don't really 
aren't up on (laughs) how any of this works, but you're, you're throwing, you're throwing some one nucleus at another, hoping that there's going to be a fusion and that, you know, that's going to be an extraordinarily unstable atom and it's going to decay. So you know what, what you're, what's going to be left behind and you're looking for what's going to be left behind. You're you're familiar with the periodic table of elements a little bit. Absolutely. and so, like, right now, it goes up to, like, 112 or so. Mm-hmm. But everything after 115, 118, I think. 118 is the, is the last one that was okay. confirmed. Okay. Uh, but everything in the hundreds, I don't know exactly where, like, something that's stable, but they decay right away. So what these people do is they find two combinations of elements that when they slam them together, they make these big elements or they make something that decays in through this big element kind of thing. And, um, and you're throwing not like one, you're throwing like a bajillion of these, you're stripping off the electrons you're throwing a bajillion of these nuclei at other nuclei and just hoping that one of them or maybe two of them will hit in just the right way because they're both positively charged. There's lots of reasons why this, you know, this is exacting difficult work to do and requires like really calibrated machines, really pure environments, you know, as pure a vacuum as possible. It's interesting because there's different recipes you can use to try to get these big elements. Like Einsteinium is like one of the biggest elements. I think it's Einsteinium that lasts long enough that you could throw other things at it. Like anything bigger than Einsteinium will decay before you have enough time to throw things at it. So like they start they have Einsteinium sitting there. Yeah, microseconds. And then they use like mm. and then they use like cobalt or something and they're or maybe even bigger, I forget, but they throw that. So like you can't use element like 108 and throw element 108 at it to try to get element 216 or whatever because neither of them last long enough for the experiment to happen right. so okay. so let's say you're trying to get element 120 well you could in theory i guess try to throw 60 at 60 right but i don't think that would work for some reason there, there's lots of re- weird nuclear physics reasons why they pick the ones that they do but the the numbers should add up to what you're trying to get. And then, you know, based on the information that the math tells you what it will decay into. And so then you, what you do is you try to measure and see if those, because you, you obviously, once that happens, and again, it falls apart in, you know, microseconds or, or mm-hmm. even less. Um, it, so what you're looking for is then the daughter elements the decay of of the of that will produce yeah, the right proportion of these other things. It gives you evidence the finger that print. you were there. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Gotcha. So okay. it's a lot of really difficult exacting work, but because you know what you're expecting, if you wanted to fake it, you presumably could. And and there is sort of a on some level an honor system that. You're not doing that. Yeah. Part of what he was doing was to try to get dibs. Because I think, I think it was, we'll get there sooner or later. And sooner is better. So I want to falsify the information mm-hmm. in case another lab gets right. it. We can have dibs on discovering it. Yeah, and which that, one was this one? Because I, I didn't know This what is the Berkeley were... lab. Victor Nino. Uh-huh. Um, 
So he he just got you know once okay. he was found out he strummed out of the industry. So yeah, because because it, it's built on the honor system, that honor system is very rigorously enforced. Mm-hmm. So if you're found to violating that, then you are just out. That's why a lot of studies they try they do double blind or they don't even get a chance to look at the information or they code it in a way so that they only can so that they gather all the information with their machines and it's then like coded before they even look at it and then they later much later when when all the experiments are done then they un, they decode it and see whether they did it or not so they're so they're not influenced by I learned what have happened the craziest bias today that that merit, that people have what's that they prefer letters on the right side of the keyboard versus letters on the left side of the keyboard. Really? It started it, before 1990. Uh, names that were chosen for children used letters on both sides of the keyboard fairly equally. And after 1990, skews hard to the right side of the keyboard. But that's not the only piece of evidence. There are just if you take uh, surveys of, you know, do you like A or U better? You know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it weights out the right side of the keyboard for right and left-handed people. I mean, there are two good vowels on the left side of the keyboard, A and E. So you yeah. think that those are going to be. Yeah, yeah, you would. But I'm thinking about. Yeah, you were a typer. We're, we're, I mean, see, I, I'm uh, just, yeah, I'm thinking about how much faster uh, Tristan's I am. All left, with... Tristan's a left-handed name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler's uh, Max. middle, and uh, Max is mostly left-handed, although the M's all the way on the right-hand side. Uh, Victoria's kind of mixed too, so you don't fall into the thing too much. I'm no, a lefty. I'm comes. a lefty for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, although technically, I'm I'm Gregory, so there is. Yeah, if you put in Jeffrey, I'm totally Tristan's left side name. of the keyboard. Ah. If you put in Jeffrey, I'm totally left side of the keyboard. I mean, not not hundred percent. I don't like stewardess. Right. Or, you know, stewardess is all left-handed, longest left-handed word. I didn't realize it was the longest left-handed word. I've never really paid attention, but I'm just thinking about when I type, like, which hand is more dominant and, you know, which one I type faster with, Mm -hmm. um, which side of the keyboard I'm faster on, and I guess it probably is the right. And... Rexta is all left-handed. So if you know anybody named Rexta, Rexta, I don't know anybody. <laughs> the, um, the, the, so the, the QWERTY layout, I just learned that. So I went listening to Radio Lab, mm-hmm. and that's where they threw this nugget out about how there's a bias, this weird bias that, like, there's not a good hypothesis why. Um, but in, in, like, China, where the, 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 the story is mostly about how China was able to do the different methods of getting all of the Chinese characters into a computer mm-hmm. typed in through a keyboard and stuff like that. But like, there's not a similar bias there, but where there's QWERTY keyboards are common in like Europe, Germany, England, they all have the right letter by right letter bias. And we lead, we read left to right. So it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's doubly weird. It's weird. Or the, oh, and this also could be like a, Correlation is not equal to causation yeah, type thing. Be. It'd be interesting. Like, and then, like, so, like, when the QWERTY keyboard was organized, uh, you know, we've all heard the story that they had to mix up the letters. Yeah, that's so what I understand. A lot of the stories about that are, are BS, like, a lot, or, or at least are challenged. 
So here's a here's a news story that I've heard is the word typewriter is all on the top row right, yeah. because typewriter salesmen couldn't really type, but they wanted to demonstrate it really fast. No, that's that's so no, they, I, 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 I believe that that is something that's out there. I don't know whether that's something that's true. That does that has that flavor of being something that people made up after the fact. Yeah. Okay, so should we move on to something yeah. else? Yeah, that's well, on me. Another IPA. Take this ping pong back and forth here. Mm-hmm. This one's the definitive brewing company, Stainless Oasis. Stainless Oasis from Definitive? Yes. I believe this is another one that I got my hand slapped for. What? You gotta save one of those for the show. I mean, <laughs> you know? And you don't want to be tainted. You want to be like not know what this taste like. It's coming in. Gotta... Okay, this is Definitive. Stainless Oasis. I'm being more careful pouring now. I got all three glasses here, and I'm just going to pour like an ounce in each. and So we all get the same strata without having to... So when you say definitive, how definitive are you talking? It's, it's pretty definitive. I mean, there's no. Yeah, these guys are also in Portland. Six point two percent. Another hazy shock. Shocker. It'll be the last show where I'm trying to get these hazies out while they're still fresh. Sorry, it's just too much. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I I'm jaded about it now. I can't deny it. it when I everything is hazy's, and I just I look for more. There's stuff. so much downstairs though. That's not. It's just that we had to get these out first. I know. I know. I understand. But no, we have a ton of beer from Oxbow. We're going to be doing an Oxbow here next. I'm wearing the shirt. Oh, is that what ah, that shirt is? Yes. Okay. See the back. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's got so well, updated. Does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't know Oxbow's reputation. Oh, we'll talk about all that when we drink the Oxbow. How could you? Okay. There's so many breweries around there. How could you know everybody's reputation? Oh. I feel like there's there's too many breweries for there to be whales anymore. Well, it was on our Discord, and I was talking about where we were. And someone said, you got to go down a couple blocks to Oxbow. And mm-hmm. we were actually going to, we we're going to probably cut the night short before we went there. Yeah. And like, no, you got to go. So we thank did. you, Discord listener or Discord participants. Another reason to join our Discord. And now the sticker is on my laptop. <laughs> the definitive sticker. All right. I don't know about you all, here. but <laughs> it sounds funny because I'm describing the same thing. But Apricot jumps out. Can I smell yours? Getting, smell mine. I'm getting more like guava. Definitely smells different than mine, doesn't it? Yeah. I poured it. Did you guys see how smell I poured mine. it? No, I, I'm, I, I'm I not. Smell yours. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that weirdly, we're not getting exactly the same experience. Yeah. Uh, so I, tr- I had all three glasses in a triangle and poured it a little bit in each glass and just went around in a circle. That's crazy that we don't have the same beer. Yes, yeah, not as lively on the nose as, uh, as the one that you had. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to pick through it, and I'm getting mostly malt. I'm getting, like, um, tropicals, like subtle tropicals, like guava, dragon fruit. Um, 
Uh, actually, we just went on to the flavor end. And I think, you know, dragon fruit's not really that flavorful of a fruit, but I am totally tasting it in this beer. Kind of that, like, mix between dragon fruit leaning towards pear. There's a pear here. I feel grapes, actually. Pear. pear. Definitely pear. Mm. Now, I've only had dragon fruit, like, what, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um. It has an, so it's another one has kind of a out, melony but, texture to yeah. it. It, yeah. it. It's, you know, it's in the it's in that ballpark of lychee and water chestnut, like all those things with subtle flavors. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot like tomato. Salt makes a difference. Okay, I don't think I've ever had it with salt. I've had watermelon with salt. Another one where yeah. We were watching something on YouTube, and through our, they suggested putting cracked pepper on watermelon. Oh yeah, that's fucking that, delicious. Of course, never knew. Oh never. yeah, no, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Because pepper is, hmm, how would you describe pepper? Pepper is. I mean, everyone's had pepper, but like, it's got so it's it's got a bit of spice to it and woodiness, mm-hmm. uh, and it does help to. It has. It's got that oiliness, which then can bring in other. Can it can use that aromatic oiliness to bring in other flavors and sort of elevate them. Uh, vanilla ice cream, pepper is fantastic on vanilla ice cream. I haven't had that, but I'll never have watermelon again without pepper. That's for sure. Mm. I mean, when I have the opportunity to put pepper on it, fresh. Yeah, it has to be fresh. Yeah, yeah. The if you get like dried pepper in a, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's little more than cardboard. <laughs> I really like this one. I like this. Is nice and drinkable. There's a hint of vanilla in there too. Mm-hmm. There is. That's a good call. Yeah, I, this one's super tasty, drinkable because mm-hmm. it has those subtle tropical flavors mm-hmm. to it. You know, it's not the bitterness is low. At least the apparent bitterness mm-hmm. is low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is nice and drinkable. I really do enjoy this one for an IPA, right? For an IPA, for a New England IPA. This is the definitive stainless oasis. So you you. Put in the notes this uh, New Horizons thing. Do you want to yeah. talk about that? Uh, uh, yeah, listener of the show, at least former listener. I should probably tell him we're doing it again because he hasn't commented. And but he was a huge fan of the show. John Daigle, um, the guy we met down at Aslan in, yeah, yeah. in um, D.C. That, on the way back from the beach one time. Uh, he sent an email. I was BCC. I don't, I don't know if you got it. But um, the, I think he works for uh, one of the organizations that are putting on this petition. Um it's it's about um, extending, or NASA has decided to cut the budget for the extended mission of New Horizons, which is the space probe that flew past Pluto in 2019. Uh, and also, it flew past one of the uh, Kuiper Belt objects. Yeah, contact binary. I forget what it was called, but it, it, was, it looked kind of like a little snowman. Yeah, it was an... Uh, Native American name for sky. I forget which which tribe, but um, uh, so they decided to. They're going to hibernate the machine, uh, but they're going to contract out or let the contract run out for the team, the science team, 
and then I replace it with a heliocentric science team. And it's said that, you know, okay, New Horizons could be reactivated, but it'll be doing heliocentric science and not like Voyager and not key KBO science, you know, Kuiper Belt object science. Um, and he wants petitions signed. Um, I was just I, like, I don't know. Like I was hoping for like a strong case of why science is better for the KBO study. I, I kind of wonder if it was, you know, like his company mm. is, you know, a PR type thing for the, <laughs> the current science team or something, you know, I'm not sure. What's your feeling on it? I mean, Sounds like a, a machine, a, a probe where all the instruments are still working and there's fuel. It, it seems a shame to not use it. I don't, I don't have a good idea on which brand of science is better. Um, I don't know. Well, I was wondering what you think, like how, what do you think about? Well, so while planetary science and cosmology is not the field that I put a lot of effort into studying, it is a field that I'm very interested in. And I, and I consider myself beyond a layman in it. Um, and I love, love planetary exploration, robotic planetary. I'm I'm a huge fan. Uh, I have a chart on my wall of planetary exploration from from things. And I think new horizons, a fantastic spacecraft and, uh, really cool stuff. And, um, this uh, this petition, uh, when you sent it to me and I read it, um, I was embarrassed. Okay. And I felt it was shameless. Let me read what it says here. Okay. Uh, with budget constraints, NASA has decided to cut funding for New Horizons and cease its Kuiper Belt exploration starting October 1st, 2024, fiscal year 2025. NASA also intends to recompete the New Horizons science team in early September, replacing them with a lower-cost heliophysics team. After the global accolades, is that fair? Funding for the spacecraft may not be restored at some point after fiscal year, may be restored at some point after fiscal year 2025, but as a heliophysics vision, mission not exploring the Kuiper Belt. Unless this is reversed, the Kuiper Belt mission would be ended prematurely to save single-digit millions of dollars, even though the team believes there are important scientific investigations to complete. The Kuiper Belt represents the vast majority of solar system mass to sustain a future space civilization and take humanity for the stars. That last sentence is just fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, the Kuiper Belt is gigantic. It's this gigantic area in terms of space because it's it's beyond Neptune and you know it's tilted uh, with respect to to the incline of the solar system and it's uh, and it's huge but it's also got like nothing in it. It's basically empty. Uh, I mean, they kind of got pretty lucky to do that second flight. Do the second flight. They they had no idea that that thing was out there when they launched. Mm -hmm. You know, they found that with Hubble a couple years before the flyby. But there has been consistent effort to find something else for this to go to. Mm -hmm. And nothing has been found because there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's certainly not enough fuel on the craft to, to get 
anywhere close to anything that we know about. Uh, and a helio physics mission seems like a really good use for the spacecraft now that it's at the point where there's nothing really it can reach. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I was looking for. I didn't know. I mean, this obviously is one side of the story, like yes. what you just read. It's very agended. Well, the, the, the thing that really embarrassed me was after the global accolades, is that fair? And I was just like, what the fuck does that mean? Is that fair? Is life fair? <laughs> is that fair? They got global accolades for the science it's doing, and now it can transition into doing a science that it's in the position to do some good science for. Mm-hmm. What? I, I Now, I, I understand the angle that, look, you know, it's hard out there for a postdoc if it, these Kuiper Belt guys want to have a job. But that's not what really what this is saying. This this is trying to appeal on a, on a much broader basis of 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 like, like the last thing about how this is the mass to sustain future space bearing civilization. There there won't be space bearing civilization. That's nonsense. Take humanity to the stars. Humanity is not going anywhere. We got one planet. <laughs> that's it. Dr. Um, Buzzkill. <laughs> Mr. Star Trek saying that. Oh, man. I think this is this is entirely the right decision. And I feel like if you want to send something else to the Kyber Belt, I'm all for it. Right? Let's send more crafts to the Kyber Belt to explore. But make this thing into a heliophysics thing, because, yeah, we could use more heliophysics probes. There's more science to be done there. This thing is on a hyperbolic trajectory. It's going outside of the solar system. Not as fast as Voyager is, but it still will will hit those same things. It's better to have multiple data points than just one. Mm -hmm. It's got more advanced tech on it. When I was, uh, after I saw this, I was like, okay, I want to know, like, what's the... What's the A side science and the B mm-hmm. side science? I didn't get, I did get, I got distracted, didn't find that answer. But I found NASA has this really cool visualization where you can orbit around the solar system. It shows you where all the probes are and oh, like yeah. how Pioneer 10's like zipping up that way. And I think we should make use of New Horizons while we have it in the best way possible. And I do think that is definitely a heliophysics mission. So sorry, John. I'm, I'm not buying it. What's next? Next is beer, beer decoupage. Okay, I'm gonna have a to, to, to look at the label there. To, to yeah, it's from Schilling Beer Company. I did think it was B I E R E, so I was right there. Beer decoupage. Beer decoupage. Why did I get this? First shows up in French. That day we were doing the rainy day beers in New Hampshire. Okay. That was that place. Um, place where we sat at that little sidebar. Had the pizza, I think, or down by the river. Remember, it was busy at the bar. We just at the sidebar. That little counter. Yeah, we were staring at the boats in the marina. No. No. Is that? We had oysters there. In New Hampshire on the rainy day. Oh, in New Hampshire. I'm sorry. New Hampshire on a rainy day. So what is the brewery here? Because there are Schilling. lots of beer to coupage. Chilling Beer Company. Chilling? Chilling. Chilling. 
SCH. Yeah. Okay. So looking at the first thing that came up was actually Funk Factory Brewing, where, where they say, Beauty Coupage is a phrase that first shows up in French brewing text from the 1800s and is used to describe the process of blending old and young beer together. I believe it says here, a blend of young saison and two-year spontaneous. Interesting. Okay. So the Google for beer de coupage. Don't shake it up too much. Oh, I'm just trying to look at the label. Oh, stop tilting it. Oh, gosh. We don't want the yeast don't on it. Psst. Ooh, that's got a nice aroma to it. Okay. 5.5% alcohol by volume of wild yeast is obviously being used in this one. Don't tell that. Dude. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm reading it. Huh. Uh, this was brewed March 2023. You just want to stir up all the funk in the bottom. I want this big funky. Yeah. A blend of a young Saison and a two-year-age spontaneous beer. What is this? The... Amonusuck room? I don't know. You have to Google it. Too many O's in that word. Spell that out for me. A M M O N O O S U C. Okay, so it's a river. In New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yeah. The one that this brewery was on. Probably. Yeah, see, that's the brewery right there. That's what we are, right there. You recognize that? You know, if this bottle was sitting down there on the shelf mm-hmm. with the wine and everything else, I would think that was a bottle of wine. Well, Sessie Nair. That bit label. Sessie Nair's pot and pipe, right? I mean, this is not a pipe. In other words, this is not the brewery. This is the picture of it. Oh. <laughs> like, you've seen the picture where it's a pipe and it says under, under it in French, this is not a pipe. No. Yeah. Yeah, this smells really... This, uh, this picture. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Actually, I, I, I always wanted to get this and I should... I keep forgetting to, but this is one thing I want to hang up on my... On my wall because I like the the artistic expression of the idea, which is don't mistake the bat for the place. While this is a picture of a pipe, this is not a pipe. So you weren't there. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna go get some more IPAs. We're gonna drink all IPAs. Oh, <laughs> so the aroma on this one, what do we got going on there? It's kind of like a granity. There's. Did you say granite? Yeah. Yeah. Granite, okay. Like kind of like granite a stone dash dust. Y. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a stone dust. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of like washed rind cheese aroma, like bloomy rind. Oh. Speaking of which, Greg, I got some Jasper Hill cheese that I brought back, and I forgot last time. So we gotta get some, and post show. We'll be bring it out. Having some cheese. <laughs> Actually, it will go really good with this. Let me. Yeah, go. I say bring it out. So I think that washed rind cheese is a really good call, especially a, a, mm-hmm. a rind cheese that is maybe one that has like uh, just been soaked in in wine or something like that. Isn't that what that is? 
Well, you can get like salt wash rind. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. When I'm getting those notes, but there's there's something else. Because there's that, that tartness and that sharpness. Definitely. I mean, it you could easily mistake it for a sour. Like a, a really yeah, sour. Yeah. Just without tasting it. I mean, I haven't tasted it. No, me it neither. Yet, but, but, but for sure, there's there's definitely like there is there's lactobacillus in there. There's you know some spontaneously fermented. So there's lots of of good stuff in there. There's um, acetobacter, mm-hmm. which is what makes like acetic acid like a vinegar. Yeah, that's what it's reminding me of. What's that? His kombucha. His kombucha. Sure. That's the familiar smell. There's also kind of a sourdough thing in there, right? Mm-hmm. And underneath that, okay. <laughs> There's a breadiness under there. Yeah, the yeasty. Yeah, there's definitely like, it's like a sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. A really sourdough bread. <laughs> With a lot of flour. You know how yes. sometimes you get a loaf of bread that has that excessive amount of flour mm-hmm. fresh mm-hmm. from the bakery? And you hope that flour has been cooked so it doesn't just taste like just raw flour. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm diving in. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so it's not ridiculously sour. There's sour notes there. Yeah, it's just... But it's not like, oh my God, this is like puckering me up sour. No, it's just... The sour is is just... I mean, this is blended, right? So there's clearly... I bet the what it was blended into was really sour. But then there's yeah. a Saison in here that lightens that up and, mm-hmm. and gives it more of a... A balance. A balance and, and, and that sort of dusty note that Saisons can give mm-hmm. along with a little bit of a floral note. Like there's dandelion coming out to me. Mm. Yeah. Especially near the end. Maybe like um, escarole or something. Something with uh, like a bitter green. Hmm. Not too shabby. I think this would. I'm definitely looking forward to the cheese that Jeff is cutting because I think this would go really well with the cheese. All right. So I'm going to tell you the names of the cheeses. Take or open up tabs or whatever. Opening up tabs. We welcome Jasper Hill. Jasper Hill. One is Harbison. H a r b i s o n. Tell repeat that again, please. Harbison. Yep. Spell it, please. H a r h i. S-O-N-B-I as in boy? Yeah. 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 Okay. Harbison. Harbison, gotcha. Right. The second one is Oma. O-M-A. Oma. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the third one's Willoughby. 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 That reminds me of a... Uh, oh. Ooh, that's a nice Willoughby. little... There's a... If you take a picture of this for our Discord, 
there's a song that's reminding me of. Here, let me uh, get some of the labels in the background. I already took it. Okay. I'll take another one. That's fine. So we have it. I hope that the AI is taking care of all of the weird sounds that are coming out of this. All right. With <laughs> crunchy, crunch, crunch. Okay. All right. So before we have any of the cheeses, Jeff, give a taste of this beer. Okay. Yeah. All right, lavalier reattached. The beer de coupage, beer de coupage. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's really well blended. Yeah, because you can tell there's a big sour in there that's being blended out with the saison to to even it out and to to make it less. Although I'd love to try, I mean, like, I, I bet the, the sour is kind of like a, a KMF, the Inconstant Mother Funk type uh, craziness. Yeah. No, it has it has kind of that mineraliness and the sour, kind of a lactic sour from the sour. And then the Saison, I think, is providing a little bit of um, more body. I'm getting a little bit of lemoniness from it. Um Yeah, I think that's it. All right, so this one is Oma. This one's Willoughby. Yep. That, that is uh, Hardison. So the yeah, so the the one that is the um, the least gooey hit <laughs> the hardest of them, which is not particularly hard, is the Oma. Uh, this is a organic pasteurized cow milk cheese with, with a Rosh Rhine Tomei. And the cows, like Tommy Arthur, I guess. I don't know what Tomei means. I don't know. The cows are from Von Trapp. Oh, the brewery, mm -hmm. the lager brewery. So not only do they brew, they also brew cows. Breed, brew, and breed. They brew and breed. I don't know about this. I'm not into she soft cheeses. Like soft cheeses all that much. Mm. You're missing out. Mm. It's just a texture I have a problem with. Can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, you're allowed more for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jasper Hill is in the same area of Vermont as where Hill Farmstead is. Um, they don't have tours or anything like that. That'd have been awesome to go on a cheese making tour. Would have totally done it. And I found out about it when I was looking at the Hill Farmstead website. They're like, you know, things to do nearby. And they're like, Jasper Hill doesn't have things. But if you go to the general store in town, they carry the cheeses there. So after we went to Hill Farmstead, we stopped at that general store, and mm -hmm. got the cheeses, got some coffee. Do we get anything else? I don't remember. I think that was it. So the Tomei de Sauvet, I'm, I'm sure I'm nailing that pronunciation, is um, it's a natural rind, lumpy and brown. The texture is they have crushed velvet. It's got a little bit of a crunch to it. I figured that was just salt crystals forming and gave it the crunch. It also has, um, it changes the flavor because it, it adds a real earthiness mm -hmm. to the rest of it. Which, again, this was a, this last one is actually wrapped in birch. Mm. Okay. So, but 
this is um hmm, okay cheese craft cheese radio <laughs> <laughs> Very nutty, like, like deep nut, like, um, mm, like bigger than walnut, like something really nutty. Um, I think walnuts from like, a, I'm not sure, but bigger nut is, I think of a Brazil nut, but they don't really carry much flavor. I think, no, I mean, like, a deeper oh, nutty flavor. All so, right. Um, um, you know, on top of that, I mean, I'm, it's a tangy, it's cow's milk cheese, right? So there's a, a bit of a grassy flavor mm-hmm. to it. Um, big when, tang to it. When you bring the rind in, you get more, um, you get more crusty flavors, um, a little bit like a focaccia. So how is it mixing with this Viare Colbage? To be honest, not great. I think they're they're kind of playing against each other as opposed to marrying. I do get some more malty flavors from this. Yes. Um, the fatty, the fattiness of the cheese is taking away from the the acidity. Oh, okay. So the maltier flavors of this will come out more. Yeah. So we have this beer too. So we can save some cheese to compare mm-hmm. with this one, which is another blend of 2019-2020 spontaneous fermented farmhouse sales. We're just going to go from runnier cheese to runnier cheese, and I love it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Like this to me is heaven. So yeah. So. Um, you probably know this, Shannon. I don't know if you know this, but uh, this cheese might just be runnier because it has more age on it. Um, a lot of these cheeses will start out more firm, and then as they, I mean, based on based on what I'm seeing here, no, okay, like the Harbison is going to be runny like that, and the Willoughby is less runny but more runny than the Oma. The Oma doesn't have a um, eat by date. The Willoughby says enjoy by the thirtieth of September. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long, cheese. it's a long lifetime, you know. Like but it's not a couple weeks, it's, and then the Harbison is enjoyed by uh, the sixteenth of September. I mean, it's soured enough. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Make it more soured? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you can you can get a mold on it, right? But it's 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 like when does yogurt go bad, right? I mean, it's <laughs> how how can you? I, I don't think that the I think that, I know that. The FDA requires dates on those, but I don't think those dates really tell a whole story. If the thing is covered with fuzz, throw it out. But if, if it's it not, smells like a dead body, throw it out. There are some cheeses that will no, smell like a dead I'm body. No, about yogurt, start. actually. Uh, yeah. I had a situation. Mm. Did you see the Adam Ragusi about mold? No. I don't think so. Um, the TLDR is that there's more health effects like for things like bread where the mycelia can like hard cheeses are different you can cut the mold off and keep the rest but like bread if any of it's moldy you shouldn't eat it because the mycelia will be spread out through it Mm. um there's 
in a Western diet, it's probably not as important because you'll be getting a variety of molds if you eat moldy stuff. But like in other diets where like rice mold is a thing and you kind of have this monoculture mold, it actually has real health problems to mm. it. Stuff like well, it's that. a good thing I throw bread away as soon as I see. I do a remember of mold reading on it, huh? or hearing oh, yeah. somewhere. It, it, I, I would have said no before I saw this, and now like, okay, now I have more information. Mm. I'm able to change my opinion. So I do remember reading somewhere. I don't know how true it is that there are no known bread molds that are harmful to humans, like that 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 are poisonous to humans. That's, that does not mean that they won't taste bad or perhaps give you indigestion or bad things like that, but they won't, like, kill you. Yeah. But the, another thing that, you know, uh, LSD comes from bread mold, so it can't be some types of LSD. Like, it's, it's a rye mold. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, try to find that episode of Ragusea and see what he says yeah. about it and kind of, you know, add that to your base of knowledge mm-hmm. on what's safety and what's not. Because uh, I, I was of the camp of Cut off the gross part, eat the rest. Yeah. And if you're only eating some mycelia occasionally, it's probably still okay. But there has been studies that show that moldy food has health complications. Oh, my. I I get it because, right, what you see is the fruiting body of the mold in general, right? Not, <laughs> not, the, not the moldy stuff. Not, not, the, not the actual... Mold itself, which is, yeah, like you said, the network of mycelia. Yeah. So, like in bread, you the whole thing could be colonized, mm-hmm. and you take off a couple pieces, and you're still eating mold. So, more nutrition, man. Fungus is just a part of that's the world. what I would have like, thought until I saw this. So, just <laughs> just watch it. The make more up your you own know. Mind. I just ate some some moldy bread. I do that. <laughs> All right, let's go back to IPAville. All right. This is the last brewery we stopped at on our trip. We stopped in Auburn, New York, right on the top of one of the Finger Lakes. This is Prison City Brewing Company, and this is Mass Riot. Is is this is this a place called Prison City? Yeah. Well, uh, well the there's, brewery there's is called a, Prison City. I guess Auburn is there's a prison or something in Auburn. I I hear there's trouble right here in Prison City. With the capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for prison. I'm not sure what you're quoting. Music Man. Music Man, my friend. Okay. You said this is Mass Riot? Yeah. One you drank last night, I believe. So I assume no, that night. all of their things are sort of, or not, or some of, at least some of their beers are prison. Some of them. Yeah, yeah like. Like their flagship IPAs yeah. and stuff. Prison City, I first made it on my radar. This is actually the second time I've been there. When I went out with the X to Oma Gang and whatnot, um, these guys had won something prestigious. I don't know if it was a, like a silver for IPA at GABF or World Beer Cup or something, but like brand new brewery, won a thing, went up there. It was a nice brewery. But they didn't have the beer that was maybe it was one of those um who's the who's the big uh webzine that writes like the fifty best IPAs? It isn't Thrillist, it but it was like something paste. Maybe it was paste, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that's what they were on. Like they came in like number two mm-hmm. in like the paste competition. 
And so I went up there, didn't have it. Uh, and then we were driving home on a Monday. And things aren't open. Breweries aren't open on Mondays, mm-hmm. but this place was. We had mm-hmm. lunch. There was a good lunch. Mm-hmm. Bartender was well, awesome. You're closing your eyes to a situation so, yeah. you do not wish to. Friend, right here, I say trouble right indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. We have to critique this. Well, you got trouble, my friend. Right here, I say trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a billiard player. Certainly mighty proud to say I'm always mighty proud to say I'm a three-rail billiard shot pocket. And I call beer from a bottle. And listening to some big out of teaspoon like pocket. And I call that sloth. The first maturity to score in a box of a ball in a pocket. Dead it's a great song. Make your blood boil, well, I should say. Tell you what I... You got one. Tell you what... Now, friends, let me tell you what I mean. My shanky boy setting on dead. Make your blood my... Tell you two forks. Pockets in a table. Pockets in marked between a gentleman and a bottle <laughs> And all week long, the river city, you can be frittering away. I say, your young men will be frittering. Get the ball in the dandelions. Pull the screen door patch to the beat. And pump it any water to countdown. Top 40 with Bob Kingsley. That was my 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 childhood road trip hell. Yours was musicals, right? Musicals and uh, oldies. Lots and lots of oldies. God, I get... And the thing is, I hate oldies... And I hated musicals at the time. Now I kind of love musicals, especially clever ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the oldies are just the fucking worst. I can't stand them. These like because it, it's just and and my parents would listen to the Beatles, but they would listen to all the old Beatles. Love, love me do right. I want to hold your hand. That, my mom was the same way. She listened to the Pittsburgh Oldie Station. Yeah. And I always wondered, I have an answer to this now, but I always wondered, why don't bands, why aren't there bands that make new oldies? You know, like that version of music, either Motown or... Well, there, no, there, are, there are bands that do that, but they're not popular. But they, well, they, they tour the and do stuff. That's the thing. Oldies, now that I am old... Mm-hmm. And I see all the bands when I was like a young teenager doing like Guns N' Roses coming to Pittsburgh here in a little bit, right? I have no interest. In 1991, I wanted to go to their Use Your Illusion concert tour so mm-hmm. bad. My mom wouldn't let me and I was so mad at her. And now they're coming and I could go. And I'm like, I don't want to see Axl Rose at and, you 60 know, years old. Bruce singing. Springsteen's coming too. I probably Bruce still go Springsteen's see Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen's great. Y'all not, can go together. <laughs> Have fun. I, no, the I'll find something else to do. Bruce Springsteen, I'd be happy to listen to a couple Bruce Springsteen songs. I Ugh. wouldn't say, I, like, I'm not like, I wouldn't be there for a concert. But I'm not a concert guy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I wouldn't even work <laughs> at that concert. Yeah, I have no interest <laughs> in going to see I can't stand Guns N' Roses. I mean, we went to see Metallica last year, but, you know, we got to go. Yeah, in the you know in a luxury box and whatnot. You know, the tickets are complimentary. But well, and we saw Greta Van Fleet. That was I, I was really excited to see Greta Van Fleet. Do you know who they are? Nope, they're a new band. They have this very Led Zeppelin Zed- sound. Mm-hmm. They actually get criticism for like mimicking Led Zeppelin too much. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like their album stuff. It's like criticizing a, a a sitcom for mimicking Cheers, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you mimic what works. Yeah. So I love listening to album and, you know, Spotify of Greta Van Fleet. They opened for uh, Metallica at PNC Park. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was, 
it just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was because we were in the luxury box and the sound wasn't getting to us right, or if the sound was wrong, or if they're just not good live. I don't know, but it was not good. Well, that can happen. Yeah, I was disappointed. Uh, but so, the concert was good anyway. I mean, it was the fun to see Manalica. Metallica. 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 <laughs> the thing was, there was a whole song when they play, you know, do you know Metallica much? You know, I, I, I know enough, the but song I don't know. One. Like, the, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The song one was a music video. They weren't on stage for three quarters of the song. Oh, it reminds me of, <laughs> I remember I, I was at, I was, I, I was watching with Damien, like, 15 years ago, we were watching Eminem did like a HBO thing. It was like one of his concerts. And he would come out and do like two verses, and then there'd be a little thing, and then they'd go. And I was like, this is like Eminem the stage play, not an Eminem concert. It was real weird. And I was like, I don't know if I went to a concert, if I'd want to see that. I think that I'd want to just see the songs being performed, not like a, not a, perf- not a, version of it yeah i i do think that metallica brings it at a much heavier level than guns and roses does today mm-hmm. so. sure metallica's still together and guns and roses they're together for this tour i guess i mean well okay slash and axel are back together. i'm not <laughs> sure if izzy or duff or whoever else okay speaking of tours we really missed out on a concert when we were in Vermont, we missed out on a couple concerts. We could have seen Cake, and we decided not to. Yeah, but I think you didn't miss anything. No, I feel like that's one of those bands that, like, I think there are a lot of bands from the '90s where, like, the songs are okay, but do you re like do you really need to go back and, and or watch Blind Melon in concert? Well, I like Cake a lot. I barely like Blind Melon. I like Cake a lot. So we were at Bissell Brothers Brewing in Portland. And it's right next to this concert venue. And when we drive in, there's already the people for directing cars for the concert. And like, what concert is it? And it's like, it's cake. But the tickets would have been like aftermarket tickets. So they would have been like 85 bucks a piece, you know, for lawn seats kind of thing. And we were spending so much money on the trip. And we're like, you know, we don't need to nah, we'll buy more beer. We don't need to work a concert into it. I would like so to I don't see regret it, but Lady Gaga with the opener being the Goo Goo Dolls. I just think that Goo Goo Gaga is Goo Goo Gaga would be a very mm-hmm. cool. No, but the concert that I'm talking about was right. the one that was going on in Vermont. Her, when her we new were there. favorite artist, my musical soulmate, is Noah Khan. So he's this new up and coming artist. Well, he's, he's kind of folksy, kind of like the Lumineers. Um, he's not up and coming. I mean, he's he's hit it. He's... Okay, so he's just peaked. Okay, but he recently was an up and comer, and um, we were at um, we were in Burlington at some foam place. brewers. At the oh, yeah, we were, no, mm-hmm. we were at foam brewers. We had a beer from them last show. Which, interestingly and, enough, he did a collab, a collab with them, and they released the beer two days prior. And sold out just before we got there that anyway, day. But I, we didn't know that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's from Burlington. Well, he he's from a small town just outside of Burlington. Yeah. You can tell the story. No, no, no. I, I just didn't want. <laughs> he, he, did, he did three sold out nights at the amphitheater. We looked to see. She, she wasn't in love with the guy at the time. Mm-hmm. Knew the name. 
We looked to see how much tickets were. Now he's a hall pass. I knew some of his songs, huh? Now he's a hall pass? Oh, (laughs) 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 yeah. Um, Tickets, though, on StubHub were stupid, like Mm. $1,200. Like, basically, like, I would do it, too. Like, if some idiot wants to pay $1,200 for my tickets, they can have them. You know, it was kind of the things that were for sale, you know? But it, it was really interesting. So that night... We decided to walk down to Lake Champlain and watch the sunset. And we parked at this little park right, you know, half a block from the mm-hmm. from the lake, and get out of the car, and we could hear the concert from across the lake. Oh, cool! And free concert yeah, down the bay. It was like a mile down the away. bay, and I could hear him clear as day. But I didn't know what song it was that he was singing. And after we got back from our trip, I was playing some of his music. And the song Northern Attitude came on. And instantly I was like, that's the song that we heard as clear as day when we were walking over to watch the sunset. Of course, once we got to the lake, the water was crashing, and, and you know you couldn't really hear it. It was very distorted. But, but now you have that um, song to associate you with that memories. So that's really oh cool. yeah. And I mean, all of his music is written about his life there, mm-hmm. living in in New England states. Um, and oh my god, the Red Sox lost. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's my new he's my music soulmate. Jeff says. I mean, my musical song. Your your Spotify rewind was going to be all Lumineers. <laughs> now it's going to be Lumineers and No Comments. It's going to be a good combination of the two. Yes, and it, we did. We have tickets to see Lumineers before COVID. No, okay. The most but just before COVID, who- he was touring with mm. the Lumineers, and their their tour was canceled when the pandemic hit. I hear you. So those two were actually together. So it makes sense why I like both bands so much. You know, but, we haven't yeah. talked about the Mass Riot at all. And ah, it's almost gone. It's fine. So. Why are you drinking it already? It's been like 20 minutes. <laughs> got me talking. It's got a little lemongrassy thing going on there. It's very soft, very round in the flavor. Mm-hmm. It has um, a mix of Kind of soft, melony, tro- um, tropical, guava. Another really of. drinkable one. Yeah. Nice and drinkable. The, the artist that I kind of recently <laughs> fell in love with, even though she's not new, but she's new you know, to me, Courtney Barnett, is, mm-hmm. is really great. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. a little bit of rotation. Mm. Well, yeah, this guy... When we went to see the sunset, you'd probably appreciate this. When we went to see the sunset in Burlington, at the park, there was the Burlington Earth Clock. And it was stone monoliths, kind of like Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. So they had stones. It was a combination of sundial and seasonal mm-hmm. thing, right? So it had stones for um, compass points, north, south, east, and west. Had stones for the summer solstice and the winter solstice and the equinox. Our guess, the equinox is... 
east um, or west in this case because it was on the sunset side. Um, and then it had uh, sundial markers where if you stood in the middle, you know, based on the month where your shadow line to tell you what time it was. It was mm. really cool. That's neat. So we were going there for sunset and we were <laughs> supposed to have like 20 minutes or so to spare, but there was clouds. Shannon was showing me pictures. Just there was clouds on the horizon, which were dense. And basically that was the horizon at that point. So we were like 20 minutes short. So like it's, it's starting to like set behind the clouds and like I'm running to this, <laughs> to this clock. So I get a picture of it between the rocks and I got like one picture before it <laughs> dipped below the clouds. Oh, well, it was a cool picture. It's still a cool picture. But if the sky didn't have clouds out on the horizon, you know, I would have had another 15 minutes to take lots of pictures and get the perfect sunset thing. But got one shot of a decent, better than decent sunset at the uh, Burlington Earth Clock. The Burlington Earth Clock. All right, what's next? Mass Riot was... Decent, but kind of unremarkable. Good drinker, though. Yes. It's one of those beers where if you're having it on the couch watching TV or really shooting the shit, really good beer. Yeah. It's it's hard to um, be poetic about mm -hmm. this beer. I even had it. We, we both had a taste of cheese. I had a taste of the um, Willoughby there, mm -hmm. uh, which is wash rind cow milk. And it kind of tasted very, very similar. To the Oma. It yeah. had a very similar... It doesn't flavor. have that crunchy salt part, and it's a little runnier. Yeah. But yeah, it is similar. All right, let's do the Oxbow. This will be the first thought. We bought a ton of Oxbow. So this won't be... And they're all soury things, but it won't be the last Oxbow that you have, Greg. What's the name of do this beer? This is Native Wild, and there's probably more of those. This is the 2019-2020 version. Do you want the last sip of that? Yeah. Native slash wild. Sure. That's what it's, that, that's how what it's. What is it again? Uh, I'm sorry. Native wild. It's how it's presented on the uh, website. Native slash wild. This is weird. There's beer on top of the cork. So. Ooh. Ooh. That's not. There's a cap. Great sign. There's a cap. I should pour, pour that beer out. Yes. Oh, definitely. There's a. Spell bucket, right? It was just like a uh, right? couple of drips of beer, but probably best. Oh, the cork is so soft and supple. So it was <laughs> upside down for a long time. Um, so this is a spontaneously fermented farmhouse cell brewed with main grains, aged hops, and well water. Well, well water. water. Well, there was a well. There's nice. There's nice. There's a real there. pop. Yeah, look at that. that's so weird. I, Portland. I wonder water. if they put water there just to make to give. I the, wonder if they. Yeah, I wonder if they put something on top of the cork when yeah. they tap it, just to give it that 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 extra. I bet they do oxygen. Um, the, the extra thing to make. We'll so just have to open a second oxbow tonight and find out. <laughs> uh, so this is a um, this is barrel aged. It's. Barrel fermented and spontaneous, six percent alcohol by volume. Uh, native microflora and wild yeast inoculate the cooling work overnight in a traditional cool ship at our rural farmhouse brewery. Well, shucks, this this is something that I'm really really excited about. Are you? Oh yeah, I love a farmhouse. Good. 
Love a good farmhouse. Nice green bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is, as you said, the 2019-2020 blend. It was bottled January 2021. And the production time, to say... It has this effervescent. You know when you smell like a soda, like a lemon soda, how like the, the carbonation burns your nose? I get some of that on this, right? I get kind of that lemon effervescence. There's a deep molassesy thing Leather. Going on there. Leather. Leather, Leather yeah. Lemon. I definitely... The, the, you're right. Lemon effervescence. There's a forest floor or something like that, or like cattails. Yeah, something earthy, something a little dirty, a little mushroomy. Root beer? I think it's the leather that's you smell root really beer? coming up. I mean, I get the leather part, but I also think there's, there's other things there, too. Yeah, there's a hundred things. Oh, definitely, definitely. But it just added to the pile. <laughs> do, do you smell like root beer? No. I'm trying. So, yeah, root beer is, um, what is that? Sassafras. Yeah, like sassafras mostly. And I feel like there's a bit of that there. Yeah. You know what I smell? What do you smell? Have you ever bought a pool raft that was in a box? And no. opened up the box. That's usually a bad, bad thing for me. Well, that's what I'm smelling. Okay. We, yeah, I'm not smelling we've anything. We've used that descriptor before, but never in a good way. Yeah, usually that kind of aroma, the plasticky thing. Um, can I smell yours? Yeah. So am I. Let's blend. There, there's mm-hmm. a there, there's a bit of newness there, right? So I, I see where you're getting that from on that, but I, it's not strong, but it's there. Um, but I, I don't think it's strong, so I don't think it's a problem. But yeah, if you, if you get something that's rubbery, band-aid-y, that's normally a very bad sign. No, we've totally had... No, that, it, changing it. Mm-hmm. We've totally had full raft before. And um, so you're not wrong when you smell it, but hopefully... No, mixing last time, last time we blended out a bad flavor, we ruined everyone's beer. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that so changed it. Gotta, it but there is, you know, more beer here left. So, But still, it's... Here's... Okay, since we're doing this, smell mine and look for root beer. Oh, yeah. It's stronger on yours. Smell Jeff's. It's not fair. Why is everyone's beer different? That's not fair. Okay, say, I love those root beer barrel candies, and I have a package of them upstairs at my desk, and I literally ate two of them today. I but that's like a candy. Yeah, but it's still that. I mean, I love root beer. I, mm-hmm. I root beer beer. I love root beer. Anything I cannot pull. Yeah. I don't so I know. Guess, where when I think when we when we say root beer, we're thinking more sassafras, the sassafras, yeah. or something like that. So I went on. I'm getting orange blossom now. Okay. Flavor, be ready. It's an acidic one. It's tangy. It's tart. It's big. Oh, it makes you pucker. It makes every part of your body pucker. It has kind of that gr- the stoniness, that mineraliness. It has a, a like, lot of acidity. It's got that lemon. It's got the thing where 
it, it, it hits the edge of your tongue and it makes you feel almost thirsty. It has it has it has the horse reins, you know, dried out leather in a barn with some yeast on it. It has this is where I think the cheese would be great because it will cut the acidity away yeah. and you'll be able to taste more. Do you want to try the Willoughby? No, no. No. That cheese is way too soft and runny for me. It's still a soup. <laughs> it's still acidic through all that. It's really it's cutting the cheese away. Um, it does. It washes that fat. The, 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 the right cheese off. is almost like can't stand up to it. Now, um, I actually really like this, mm -hmm. but it's it's a lot. The, the, if anybody gets it, just be prepared because that. First sip is going to knock you. It's close to like a huzu. My very first sip was kind of sweet tarts. Yeah. Which kind of like. But I, so people who know like my, my flavor wheel that I use, I usually save sweet tarts for Flanders Reds and things like that. Mm -hmm. My first sip for this one, I'm not maintaining it. I'm just kind of giving you the progression of flavors. I did taste kind of like lemon sweet tarts. And then. That second sip is where I got the delicious stone dust, leather, um, rustic, you know, dried wood. There's oh, a lot of complexity is. on here, even though it, it's very acidic. There's a lot of brightness here. There's strawberry, like a really tart strawberry. Okay, yeah. Definitely. What? Mm. Oxbow. So, yeah, um, wasn't going to go to Oxbow. was a top posting that we were at Bellflower. And um, there was this place we went to, Greg, called, we didn't bring anything home from them, but it was called, um, I think it's called Fermentata. Or, um, <laughs> they, Fermentata. They mostly didn't do beer. They did kombucha, kaiju. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic. What else did they have? God, I can't they even remember. All the, but basically all the, all the, the fermentation stuff that is not beer. Mm -hmm. They did. It was wild. Mm. Mm. Really good place. We're trying to pull flavors out of here. I think there's some ginger in here. Um, I can kind of see where if you think of like lemon ginger kombucha. Mm -hmm. Yes. This lines up with that, right? So like you're on it's, it's almost, well, Greg's on to something. Or you're on to, to something. To me, it's not gingery, but it's like in the mood of... Lemon ginger kombucha. Mm -hmm. Or is it just apple cider vinegar? No. Mm -mm. No, no? it's way more. No, I'm not saying just. I you did say mean, just, though. I did say. I, I don't mean, we can mean... pull off some apple cider vinegar if you want to see how harsh that is compared to this. I, I know. The, the... Mm. I mean, it's acidic, but mm -hmm. it's just saying it's like... Just apple cider. No, I didn't mean. Okay, I'm sorry. I should never have said the word "just." Didn't mean that. Um, the nice thing about it is, is I guess all that sourness without having any like pithy notes or rindy notes there. The leather keeps coming back for me, that's, at least in my glass. Uh, that's mm -hmm. that. Oh yeah, it. no, it's, it's definitely there. It's, it's it's an undertone that also makes it so it's not just pure sourness. Leather wood. Yeah, but that's that's green. The, that's my anchor point. Like, you know, because I want 
that rustic. I want that level of rustic in my blends, in my sour saison thingies. Oh, and yeah. This one brings it like most don't. That's the foundation that the rest of it rests upon. And if that wasn't there, it would be very unbalanced. Let's go into the runny cheese. It does yeah. all run together. So the the runny version. So we just had we had the Willoughby, which is the semi-runny, and this is the Harbison, which is the very, very runny. This is like I just said bark wrapped. All right. Oh my god, that's so good. That has more character than the other ones, for sure. It's got it's not as sour and stinky, mm-hmm. Shannon, if you think you can try it. No, no. But no, it's... Ooh, that's so good. That's really delicious. But it, I don't have, quite have the words for, for cheese as much as I do for beer. So yeah, it's more subtle. It doesn't have any of that really funk to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more creamy. I mean, there's probably a little funk in there, but like compared to the last two, it's clean. Oh, there's definitely funk there, but yeah, it's got... It's got notes of you know, sour cream of creme fraiche and stuff like that. It's mm. <laughs> it's really tasty, um, you know. And and, and the fattiness goes a long way. There's a tang that's not sour. There's um, yeah, almost like something from creme fraiche or something like that, right? Where you're getting that kind of like tanginess. But it's clean. It's not really lemony. There's a little bit of like a maybe like a parsnipy note, something, some root, root vegetable type thing. Okay. But like a roasted version of that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a little bit of like, and there's some things that are there that are just distinctly cheese. There is that are. Let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. you. You maybe you led me with the roasted parsnips. I started thinking Thanksgiving, but like I'm like, there's a little bit of like dressing, like um, you know, bread, like stuffing dressing. You know, like maybe it's the onions, maybe it's the the seasonings that are in it. There's definitely some yes, yeah, sweet onion meat thing. Like if you ever made like an sweet onion relish, that comes through there. Yeah, so like the sulfury note is really covered so up. So good, it is really tasty. If you think you can try, it, I you, can't. I mean, it's I basically can't. just transformed grass, but it's not. It's not funky and weird. It is, you know, sweet and yummy. <laughs> no, I well, can't. if you had a cracker and put that on it, nope. All right, I love her anyway. <laughs> Bless your heart. I can't wait to drink. Great. I can't wait to drink the rest of this Oxbow in the post show. <laughs> That's so damn good. All right, what's what's our last beer? Of the our night? last beer of the night, which I thought we already did. Uh, no, no. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. So when we were our Airbnb for Portland was in uh, Gorham. Yes, Gorham. And this is the Sabago Brewing Company barley wine. Just a, it's a, it's a kind of in a shopping area brew pub. Didn't have huge expectations for them, but it was super close to the the Airbnb. Their food was good. Their beers were pretty good. But this barley wine, 
All right, so we're ending on a on a malty high alcohol note, twelve point nine percent alcohol by volume. Oh yeah, it's so much for your sobriety. It's only a twelve ounce can. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just it's got Centennial Cascade and Columbus hops, very classic. God. I didn't think you'd give that to me. Barley. There's more. That's the only reason I'm being <laughs> I was, nice. I was. I figured she would be like, no, F mm-hmm. you. I was grabbing for a glass to drink it, and she gave it to me. She loves me. All right. Well, yeah. while you're doing that, I'll, I'll read out the grain bill on here. Um, Two-row malt, crystal malt, Maris Otter. Oh, Maris Otter. One of my favorite is, malts. Oh, okay. This is, uh, th- that's what's used in ESBs. It's, it's got this... Um, Very bready. Bready, oh. but with caramel notes type thing. Um, Bread pudding. Well, I, yeah, bread pudding. Good. Uh, roasted barley, wheat malt, special B, special B, and uh, main pale malt. Yeah. So, so Shannon posted a picture of this beer in this can on Sabago's Google listing. Oh, I did. Listing. Not, well, I did a review, a Google review. But, like, how much you got, like, you went viral, right? Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of views within 24 hours. I got a notification from Google. That's different. So we had this barley wine there, and we had it out of the can. So hopefully this one is the same. It pours with no head. It pours very dark brown. Beautiful, beautiful. The aroma. It's equal it's, parts. It's, it's really different. So it really it really hits you strong compared to the flight that we've had. It's equal for me. It's like equal parts bread pudding and barrel, and and a bit of campfire. Okay. Oh, like like burnt marshmallow. I was going to mm-hmm. say toffee. Yeah, toffee. There's a little bit of. Uh, like caramel, swirl, vanilla ice cream in the aroma. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, molasses. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The aroma brings it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, boy. It smells fantastic. This is the 2022 vintage. This is, this is the best smell of the night. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Made in vain. My heart's it's still for, there. It's brewed for times like these. That's what it says right there. Brewed for times like these. That's a, that's a weird slogan because how, like, I'm sure it's brewed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I've been really missing Maine today. So. Yeah, there totally is like a s'more thing going on there mm-hmm. with the kind of toasted marshmallow graham cracker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Vanilla, caramel. Just campfire in yeah, general. Yeah, there's, there's just a, it's like a candy bar. And and this beer is not your crazy milkshake vanilla ice cream. No. This is barley wine. This is American barley wine, maybe English barley wine, thrown in a bourbon barrel. Not only that, this has been like sitting out for like an hour and a half at least, right? So it's at a yeah. really good temperature. Oh, it smells so good. It's one of those beers where it's like just sniff, 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 oh air freshener. It. Oh, my God. That tastes dark, great, too. Dark, dark, chocolate. Yes. Almost like a chocolate liqueur. Yes. hmm Yeah. With, with, a, with a bit of, 
both a chocolate you're familiar with and a chocolate that's bitter mm-hmm. without going too far in either direction. Mm-hmm. Then the barrel comes through. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, right yeah. Now, oh, yeah. And the oakiness. We're all going to oh, yeah. punch the barrel right now. Mm. Now, do any of you taste? Hold on. Let me do let, Before I ask the yeah, question, let me one. take another sip. Do either of you taste a hint of raspberry in that? Just a really, really subtle hint. Only in the anticipatory thing of like this would be great with ras with raspberries. Maybe but that's what it is yeah. that I'm thinking because I dark chocolate yeah. raspberry in the sense that I can well. taste the hole that a raspberry would fill mm-hmm. as opposed to an actual raspberry. Okay. Uh, yeah. What I do taste is, is is like a bitter chocolate, like like an Oreo without the cream. Oh, I think it's much more bitter than that. I think it's a much darker chocolate. No, oh, it is. But I Oreo, think there's a straight up Oreo wafers are yeah. pretty bitter. Pretty bitter. Yeah, they don't have much sweetness to them. They you have to have the cream. Well, maybe it. I haven't had a straight up. They're not popular in other countries because the crackers are too, too like bitter, not sweet yeah. enough. <laughs> That's so why like, they make double like, stuff because it's so much more cream. Yeah, but so things much more like Hydrox are way popular yeah. elsewhere because the the crackers have more. So is this the last can that we have? Hydrox yeah. came before yeah, one more. We do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Why is it unfortunate? You better share it with me. Because I need an excuse to go back next week to buy some more. (laughs) (laughs) A news story that you pointed out that we haven't talked about is uh, Anheuser-Busch selling Shock Top and Blue Point to to a cannabis company. They sold a bunch of brands. They sold... uh, Where is it? Um, I'm sorry. I I just want to continue talking about this beer for a minute. Sure, do it. The toffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a the more it warms up, the the more the flavor changes. It just it it just there's a real heat bar right. thing. Like I think that one of the big problems that I tend to have with barley wine is they're too sweet. This is not too sweet. No. And I think that's because isn't this is a barrel age. So I think that that's yeah. why I mean you that barrel mm-hmm. aged keeps it from it's it's possible, although I've had other barley uh, other barrel barrel aged barley wines before that have not been this you know edged towards bitter, which I think makes it more balanced. Some people may disagree, but I think that this makes it much more drinkable and much more, like you said, toffee and sort of mm-hmm. the candy mar notes, and and the bitterness helps to make it so you don't get this lingering sweetness. Right. It's so, so enjoyable. They sold Shock Top, Breckenridge, Blue Point. Ten Barrel, Red Hook, Widmer, Square Mile Cider Company, and Highball Energy. Wow. So every, basically, I, I mean, they didn't sell Goose Island. Didn't sell Four Points. Or Six Point. Six Point. No, Four Points. The, the one in Arizona. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about them. But yeah, they they dumped all. The, I saw the greatest snarky comment. It's like Anheuser Busch is able to do what none of their sales reps could do: sell Shock Top. 
Who knows that? Small batch. Is that what you're pointing to? Mm-hmm. What about it? Small batch. That... Everything's a small batch. Isn't... I mean, it's not like they're not making a million barrels at a time, so. <laughs> yeah, small batch is kind of a. Uh, more marketing speed. I mean, the label. I mean, the small label batch is when a, it comes to bourbon. Uh, sure. That, yes. I mean, this isn't their flagship. This isn't their brown ale. This isn't their IPA. This is their barley wine. They brew it once or twice a year. But I'm sure that this, this thing, everything counts as a small batch. But anytime you talk about a bourbon barrel aged barley wine that we're oozing over like this, is small batch. So. Okay. I didn't know. The label is great. The label is very classic. It has like the wheat things, you know, the, like the 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 script for the wheat thing. It's 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 um it's not crazy schizophrenic 2020 craft beer beer labels. But if you want a sound that represents the flavor, it was probably something like this. It's yeah. soft, yeah. comfy, but also like sexy. This is a new part of the show, I think, is like, <laughs> since it's a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, like the only sense the listener gets is sound, we have to find songs that best represent the beers. Mm. That sounds like a hard ask. I know I'm really setting us up for failure here. Yeah. I love the idea. It's also especially hard to do. On the fly. On the fly, yeah. I just happen to have a sound that matches it, but it it is, it's got that sexy, mm-hmm. velvety, caressy. Pull up note. your Google thing. How many uh, hit, how many views do you have? It was like thousands looking. of views, right? There's, yeah. Um, trying to pull it up right now. Your watch face, Greg, has much stuff on it. What is all on your I was, watch face? I noticed that earlier. Oh, this is Carrot. This is uh, my new wet weather app. Okay. And it's great. Carrot's great. Because Dark Sky has been absorbing the apple, and so I use Carrot now. I didn't know weather apps had watch faces. They just has a couple of watch faces. It has this one. It has that one. It has... Okay. This one... Uh, a coworker of mine asked me about dark skies for the Perseids last weekend, and it was a rain out, so mm-hmm. it turned out to be nothing. But I um, showed him, you know, a dark sky map and whatnot, and I mentioned the time we went up to Meadville. Yeah. And that was such a cool experience. I think we were just talking about while we're drinking this beer, right? Is um, Greg and I wanted to go watch the Perseids, so he came up to my house in Cranberry at 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And the best time to watch meteor showers is after midnight Mm -hmm. because the sky above your head is in the space fly, like the new space. Like it's, it's the, the bumper of the car Mm -hmm. of, of the planet. So like before midnight, you don't get a ton of stuff. We got up there. I don't know what time we got up there, but it was 1130 midnight, something like that. And you were driving. I was in the passenger seat. And the way we did it was we had a an overlay of light pollution map and Google Maps. And the overlay back then wasn't nearly as good as they are now. The one, the one I looked at last week was way better than the one back then. 
And what I did was I found this like little dark corner out by Meadville that was like farm fields. So we, I knew we could just pull off on the side of the road. So we did exactly that. We found this road through two cornfields, pulled off on the side of the road and like, okay, we're here. And I was under the impression, like, I'm still going to need some time for my eyes to adjust. I step out of the passenger seat. I look up and there's just this purple wash across the sky. (laughs) The Milky Way was fucking blazing at me. Like, and my eyes weren't even adjusting Mm -hmm. yet. And uh, so we set up some chairs and we were looking up at the sky and we started to see some meteors. It was really good. We probably saw 30, 40 an hour, something Something like like that. that, Yeah. And, but at 1.30, it got foggy. Not just cloudy, foggy. <laughs> and uh, that was the end of it. So, but yeah, I was totally like, it was also, it was great time because the moon, it was a new moon. Yeah. So, like, the moon is going to wash out so much of that because, you know, I mean, meteors are basically pieces of dust. Little more than you know, cigarette smoke out there, but just is hitting the atmosphere very fast. When uh, Shannon and I were up in um, Acadia, there's some really like sheltered parts of the park and astronomy and stargazing. And the park's open 24 hours mm-hmm. a day, so you're allowed to go in at night. <laughs> and um, so we were looking at the schedule, like the, the the dark sky, clear sky forecast kind of thing. And really, it was like just one day that we had an opportunity to do it. And uh, had a couple options of where to go. And we decided to go on the rocks, on the ocean. Some people might know this landmark, but by Thunderhole. I don't expect you to know, but someone might get it. So, and uh, But it was a little hazy still. You know, like you could tell where the Milky Way was, but you couldn't appreciate the Milky mm-hmm. Way. And then we yeah. we saw a few shooting stars, saw some satellites. It was really cold. It got really cold, and we didn't have, like, sleeping bags or anything like that. And then it seemed like it was getting more hazy, and we weren't seeing as much stuff when we built. So it does bring to mind two times. One time, probably about 12 years ago, one of my first times I went out to Cape Cod, there was a meteor shower that was happening, and I went out with my um, brother-in-law's sister at, like, 2 a.m., and we went to the beach and saw some meteors. It wasn't great, but we saw some. Then there was the time when, the first time I went to the Grand Canyon, uh, and I happened to notice as I was like sort of walking out after I'd like, cool, this is the Grand Canyon, it's great. This thing saying, Grand Canyon is some of the darkest skies in, in the United States because of blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, cool. So I came back um, around like, 1 a.m. and it was dark and it was the first time that I understood what the Milky Way meant because you not only saw it but it looked like someone had spilled some milk on some velvet Mm -hmm. and it was just so there was it was like a stain of like stuff in this band, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. Now, time up in Meadville is the only time I've appreciated the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. I was hoping when we were up in Maine, we'd get it. Yeah. But it, the, the dark skies up there, like you look at the overlay, it's good. It's just too easy to get it. 
Yeah. And the ground light was super good where we were. Couldn't see any kind of halogen light or anything like that. The only thing we could see was the road. So cars who were driving, like it's, those headlights were hitting us. But yeah, like you, there's also night now that all the weather apps have cloud cover too. So you can use that to see if there is, you know, and yeah, when we, when we did that, there didn't have any of that information. Yep. You want to do some rankings? Sure. We got to do rankings and I got to do Mary fuck kills. Rankins. Rankins. So I was trying to think, you know, we totally stole Mary Fuck Kill from what the beers do. Mm-hmm. They, they do try, buy, or die. Which is basically Mary, Mary Fuck, Fuck Kill. Kill. Yeah, I know. But I, I do not want anyone to think that we're clever. <laughs> I totally stole this from the beerists. Um, John Rubio gets all the props for Mary Fuck Kill. The or beerists. whoever on the beerist team decided to do that. No. I'll give John the credit. All right. Whoever's going first needs to take a picture of their order. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier for me to post the show. Um, oh, my goodness. So last place is going to be hard because this was a pretty damn good show. Um, it's going to be one of the IPAs, I guess. While you're doing, let's listen to some. Yeah, your parents are caught with a cistern empty on a Saturday night. Make sure and you that's critique trouble. it. So yes, you got lots of, lots wanna... of trouble. I'm thinking of the kids in the Knickerbocker shirt. Okay. Okay. Peeking in the pool hall right. window after uh, school. You got trouble, folks. Right here in River City. Trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. Now I know mm-hmm. all you folks are the right. La bump. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jen is the only one taking notes. Well, that was more for myself. Yeah. Because it was my flavor profile, my liking. So. Mm-hmm. But hopefully I can crib off your notes to get some ideas. You sure can. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't write. A lot, but all right. I got mm-hmm. my rankings, and uh, my caveat here is that we're we going from first to last, it, or last, last to first. I kind of built suspense, last all to right. first, always. But the Prison City Mass Riot is going to be my last place, last place beer, and it, it falls into that total category of hard luck loser. Uh, tonight's show was amazing, <laughs> yeah. super delicious. Um, so. Mass Riot and Definitive were very similar beers, hazy IPAs with lots of tropical flavors, guava leading, melony, stuff like that. I think I liked the Definitive better, so I'm going to put the Mass Riot at the end of the lineup. Then comes Bellflower Brewing Farmhouse Ale. Um, Delicious beer, again, it's also a hard luck loser, I dare say. Um, mm. because the rest of the lineup was so strong. Um, I liked how it had that um, kind of lemony, lemongrass flavor to it. It wasn't quite as dry as I had hoped it would be. I think that's part of it. Now, a little more funk, a little more dryness. Then in whatever place this is, one, two, three, four, five, fifth place is Definitive Stainless Oasis. This guy had that tropic that I really liked. Uh, for the hazy IPAs, top of notch, right? But it's competing against the rest of the beers, which aren't hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it gets knocked down, but I really enjoyed that. 
I'm going to put the uh, Rye IPA 4 from Twin Barn in fourth place. The This gets the win because it was different. You know, I get no doubt! <laughs> it it gets it's it gets the win of the IPAs because it was different. I'm going back out. There's a dog laying in the road up there. So laying uh, in the road on Lincoln. You go see it. She's Tori. Ah, it's a little pit bull. <laughs> Tori's here and found an injured dog on the road, so she's going to go rescue it. And well, now she'll have another car right there. So she'll there. have a new dog. Oh gosh, no. Be uh, careful. All right. Don't Gold, get hit in a car. Golden Rye, fourth anniversary from Twin Barn. This guy wins the IPA race tonight because it was different. I really liked how the rye played. It was drier. It was almost loggery in the malt bill. And um, the way the malt was presented, it was almost loggery. And then the hops with, I think it was kind of a melony hop. Um, the New Zealand hops. Yeah, it came across Melanie. I really like that. So that wins the hoppy battle tonight. And then in third place, I'm going to put Beer de Coupage. Uh, mm. That guy was yummy, but we had two top-notch beers before. Now, the top two, really a struggle, but it's more of like access to me. I've had other barrel-aged barley wines that have been delicious, so I'm going to put the Sabago in second place. Super-duper good. Um from everything about it, but because it's hard to find a beer like Native Wild from Oxbow Brewing, where it brings that leather and that uh, mm -hmm. granite and everything, yeah, it 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 it's king tonight. All right, let me get a picture yeah. of that. Get a give, picture. Me, give me your phone so I can take a picture because I'm right. my phone's on the charger. Uh, of course. Uh, uh, you and your problems with batteries. All right. Who's next? Janet. Me? Yeah. All right. Well, fortunately for the folks listening, I have mine numbered and ready to go. So uh, I should be able to do this relatively See, I just, I just quickly. Do a live. Well, no, I mean, I rate Fuck them, but live. then I have to, like, look at... Yeah. You'd have to look at my notes I know, to I know. understand. You're... Anyway. I love um, it. There's so like calculus in there. there. And we have equations. No, I'm not that smart. Don't give me that much credit. Um, it's not that smart. It's about learning a process. Believe me, there are idiots who know calculus. People who are really stupid. <laughs> and people who are really smart who don't know calculus at all. Five, so. Four. Three. So, Jeff. Yes, dear. Apparently, I married you for a reason. Okay. Great mind thing. Apparently. Great minds. <laughs> <laughs> great minds think alike. I. In my pants. <laughs> um, you know, it's an it's really unfortunate because. Uh, we had this really great selection of beers to choose from tonight. It's so, not unfortunate. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's no, fortunate, it's but it's, it's unfortunate that someone has to be ranked last. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So, in last place, but still really good. I have to agree with Jeff and and uh, the prison prison city. Uh, 
Mass Riot is going to fall last. Apparently, that's where our agreement ends, though. Because, is it? Well, I'm not sure which one you chose next, but my um, sixth place, uh, was we had seven, um, would be the Twin Barns mm-hmm. Golden Rye IPA. Did you choose that one? That was no. my yeah, winner that was, of uh, that was fourth. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Um, it just it didn't do it for me. It, yeah. I, you know, it it was it just didn't bring a lot of flavor. Yeah, I think for me, I elevated it because it was different. I mean, it was and, different. Yeah, no, it's, everyone has their own scale. We, but it, you don't have to use anybody other yeah. anybody else's scale to measure. It's whatever you think is best yeah. for whatever reason you think is best. For this me, is totally it, contrived it just, from it didn't, mm-hmm. Yeah, for oh, me, it just didn't get. I'm sorry, we didn't go over before. I before we continue, your Mary fuck kills Jeff. Oh, I thought we'd do that after though. Okay, then all right. That's fine. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. I, 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 but I did. So I apologize. And Shannon, continue, please. That's fine. Um, let's see. Number five. I'm going to have to. It hurts. I mean, this really hurts for me to rate these because every single one of these, I really enjoyed it. Enjoy. There wasn't drinking. a stinker in the bunch. There, there really wasn't. So it's 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 very difficult. It's very difficult for me to to say this, but I'm gonna have to go with the Bellflower. Bellflower. Now I can't talk. Farmhouse ale. Um, I love it. I mean, I I really like that that barn wheat grainy. Mm-hmm. It was light. Um, it, it was sweet, but it was a really s- subtle sweetness, and I, I, I really liked it, but unfortunately, yeah. it's, all right. it's competing against some really tough ones, so that's five. Number four, definitive, which again, really hard for me to say that, um, because I really loved how smooth it was was bursting with flavor. I love that. It has a handicap against the top three, though. It it really does. It does. Um, It's an IPA. I love IPAs, but I apparently, you know, when it's up against some of these others. um, Also, think about the price point. This was like a $4 or $5 beer. This was a... $18 $18 beer. Yeah. You mention which ones you're pointing to. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, we have the to wait. The cans or the IPA cans, you know, are in the four-ish. And then the green bottles are like the $16, uh-huh. $18, $20 bottles. So, so anyway, so I really, I, I really do love Definitive. I, I had a number of their beers while we were there um, and have had this one. I had this one on tap. I've had this one here at home. Got my hands slapped for drinking it. <laughs> it's really enjoyable, but you know, it's up against some really hard ones. So, um, anyways, next on the list, number three, I'm going to have to go with, and I'm going to slaughter the name. That's fine. Slaughter. Uh, slaughter. Do it. Um, copage. Nailed it. You said it more I, Eastern Europe. That was a Eastern European. Eastern European saying your French beer name. Mm, okay. Um, from, what is that? Schilling Beer yeah. Company? Um, 
I like that. Really liked it. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I really liked how that really sourness was complimented and and kind of just mm-hmm. mixed Eased, really yeah. well with that saison that just kind of balanced everything. So you had that tartness, but it wasn't. I mean, it you it was there, but it was just balanced out really nicely so i really i really enjoyed that um bursting with different flavors too and then um number two (sighs) this is so hard (laughs) so hard for me i'm wearing this shirt it's not your child it's a beard (laughs) you don't you need to disconnect from the emotional one of this Um, it's not yeah, gonna feel bad about it's, it. It's the the Oxbow um, Native Wild, um, and that's let's kill it, pour it out. It, she it's, it's second. freaking awesome. I mean, it is. It. I can't say enough about how fabulous it is. Yeah, and it, it's it, they, they didn't have anything like that on tap when we were there. Execute. This is one of the beers 66. that we, you know, just chopped. We bought yeah. at least a case of Oxbows. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's so fulfilling, gratifying, like, that I didn't waste money. That, yeah, like, yeah. That, that it delivers. That, that we didn't waste so. money. Yeah, no, for sure. Um the beers that we had on tap, though, were really, really Shopping really for crazy. to-go beers at Oxbow was crazy. They probably had 50 different things. Mm. Well, you picked a good one. He, he, there's, there's more downstairs. So Looking forward to it. When we do a next show, right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, first place, I have to go with the uh, barley wine from Sabago. I mean, it just really nails it. I I love, so as my taste buds have evolved over the years, um, short years, I realized that I really like these, these barley wines. I mean, they, barley wine, there's a few others too, but barley wines are, I love that barrel, that bourbon barrel. One one thing that we didn't specify clearly is this is straight up an English style barley wine versus an American. Barley I don't wine. know the difference. American barley wines will have more hops to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like them. I wouldn't want that either. I don't, if you I get don't, a zero I don't about a big fine hoppy barley wines and i mean i haven't had a lot of barley wines like, recently but I, I haven't tasted a lot of recently hoppy barley wines i don't so i don't know whether that that still accounts for things i think that there is but having something that is unabashedly english style with yeah. the maris otter and everything that, mm-hmm. that that's true yeah. it's a huge bonus in my opinion mm-hmm. and probably yeah too. definitely definitely so that has to be number one for me right. i guess right. i need to take a picture snappy snap Snappy yeah. snap. Snap snap, 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 snap. All right. Mm. You lowered my volume? No, I, it, no. I get the problem where sometimes I just lose the audio. You lose, uh, you lose your old USB. 
right. right. Great, I, got, great. I got I got hold of it. Sorry. You, got it. you already know. He knows. I know. He knows. I know. I know. I can guarantee you all the IPAs are at the bottom of the list. No? No? Not all. Not all? Um, He's juggling. Hmm. Decisions. Okay, so what I'm going by, my metric for this is remarkability. What am I remembering? This was a very good show. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, the conversation we had. I enjoyed the beers we had. I'm the thinking cheese. about Don't forget and, and the, cheese. the cheese we had. And Not I'm thinking for me, about but for you. What do I remember? Uh, and this is the order by which at least at the back end, definitely how I remember things. And at the front end, I think what I will remember. Anyway, we talked over the Mass Ryan. <laughs> it was completely unremarkable. Uh, it was really good drinker. Mm-hmm. It was tasty. And we just went right through it. And that is both a good sign if you want something that's a good drinker and it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to bother you. You can drink it while you're watching stuff. That's that's great. But it didn't stink. It didn't, it, you know, it didn't, but didn't really it elicit didn't, conversation. It didn't pull you out of the stream of conversation. Right. And Definitive is like right next to it for me. And so is Bellflower. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only putting Bellflower in the front because... As you call it, it's not not hazy. (laughs) Um, But I don't remember much about Bellflower. I really don't. Um, Those three are just, they're they're not ringing any bells. I I was looking at your your list and I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) But I didn't remember what was happening here. And then the the front four, I remember them. They're distinctive to me. Uh, the, The four is in my... In, in right in the middle in fourth place it is a it's got that it's got that tingle of wryness that made it something to remark upon that the other stuff didn't seem to have then the beard of copage which i agree with you shannon there was just, it was just so well balanced mm-hmm. uh and the the it's just the, the the way that that was. You cut this obviously really crazy wild ale with this saison to make it something that's very drinkable. But at the same time, you get a lot of really cool flavors and you get a lot of evolving stuff going on. Um, the native wild was probably the best beer of the night. I think that that this is the one that is. It's got so much going on it's it's so so much to talk about so much to to dig into but this shibago was i'm going to remember that <laughs> that toffee do you have any left no i, do. I have, I have oh, none left that's unfortunate yeah <laughs> look at you uh, nursing savoring, your Sobago. Savoring. Okay. So, yeah, like the Sobago was just, I was, oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to even, even taint my memory. 
um, I, I just, I really, really enjoyed the hell out of it. And, uh, like, it's the thing that on my mind. Oh, oh, could you bring up some of the cheese there? Bring up the, um, the, the, the gooeyest one. The gooey, gooey, gooey. The gooeyest one. I need so, to get you a knife. This is the, the Harbison. The Harbison goes in, in third place. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're ranking them too, huh? I mean, I am. Okay. You, you don't get... have to. The Harbison no. was so good. You don't want me to. <laughs> Uh, but but the Harbison to me was good enough to go in third place of of, of this ranking, so I'm going to take a picture of these guys. Let me make them. Yeah, make, make it so I can visible. see all of the uh, all of the guys and take a picture. All right, it's uh, it's Mary Fuck Kill time, Jeff. All right, uh, kill's gonna Can't. be hard. Kill's going to be hard. Can't kill. I am Can't going kill. to marry the no. oxbow. It's the rules. It's the rules. <laughs> I'm mm. going to fuck. The... If you don't, you're disqualified. <sighs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how to do this. I'm going to marry the oxbow. I'm going to... F- no, I'm going to marry the bearded fog. I'm going to fuck the oxbow. What? And I'm going to kill the... <gasps> The bellflower. Mm. Okay. Ah! Don't try to make sense of it. Don't. It, it's like it, it's like. Don't apologize to Alexa. Don't give these beers uh, a personality. Don't don't make them. Don't think of them as people. They're just products. All right. Is it my turn? It is your turn. I have to marry and fuck and kill and kill. Yes. Find, find it. Figure it out. So if I'm married, that's that's the one that I'm I'm drinking all day every day. You're you're stuck with it for life. Through Richard from Spar. Fuck. Hold on, I gotta look at my notes again. (laughs) Which one do I want to drink all day every day for the rest of my life? For all the days you shall live. And if you don't Abide by that, then you're going to have to I pay mean, a lot of tax. So, you're going to pay a lot of money. So this means <laughs> that after I finish doing my lawn mark, that's the one that I'm going to go to, right? After well, it means whatever you, whatever I have you a rough need. day at work, that's the one I'm picking up yeah. and I'm going to drink. Um, that's going to be my go-to. I mean, the that, one it, I married, that's what you wanted to feel. I mean, yeah. no, I'm asking. Like when you say I marry, that's the one. That's my go-to. Okay. Is that what you're saying? That's, Is that, that may how not necessarily I, be how I look at it, but if that's how you want to look at it. That's no, fine. I'm asking like. Well, I don't. Okay. Want, I don't want you to take so, my interpretation of it. I want you to have your own. My interpretation of Mary. Fuck. Fuck. And yeah. <laughs> kill. Okay. Mary is going to be the go-to. Mary's going mm-hmm. to be the one that's always going to be in the fridge that I'm going to go to. Mm-hmm. All right. Mhm. It's going to be tough. I'm going to if I'm marrying <laughs> one. If I'm marrying one, it's going to be an IPA. True. 
All right? And it's going to be definitive. Okay. All right? It's your definitive choice. That's my definitive choice. The one I'm going to fuck? Gosh, that's so hard. Can I have two? <laughs> I'm gonna, like, like, like your side piece? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your guma? <laughs> I'm going to fuck the oxbow. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Threesome. You yeah, and me in the oxbow. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, and I'm dirty. going to... Kill. Kill... You shank him in the prison. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill, kill the, the prison. The mass riot in the prison, which is unfortunate because I really like this one too. Yeah. Well, I mean, contrived games have hard luck losers. Yeah, so yeah, so. Gregory. Okay. Um, Mary, fuck, kill. Uh, let's go to kill. Um, his first three were completely inoffensive and very drinkable. So I'm gonna kill the fort. You're killing the four. Yeah, because, I mean, it was interesting, but, I mean, do I want that all the time? Not really. Um, That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know what? I should have killed the... I should have killed the rye. Probably should have killed the rye. You're absolutely right. I didn't think about that. No, I should have... Can I take that back? No, because, your decision's been made. Uh, it, it's, it's, I didn't think about the fact that it's just not. Oh, it's been carried out. All Can't right. go back Fine, now. fine, fine. Can um, I kill? I still want to kill her. Fuck, right. I'm going to fuck Spago. Any chance I get. Um, because, man. I know. That's like a, that's like, know. You know, a waterbed and velvet. <laughs> That's a that's a dream getting the fucking Sabago. But in terms of marrying, oh man, I'm gonna want the oxbow all the time. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like if I had to live with something, I want something that's interesting and it's gonna be surprising. You don't think you're getting tired think the, of it? If I married the oxbow, I think it would divorce me. Yeah. It might, but I'm still gonna do that marrying just so I can say I think if I married uh, it, I'd get tired of it. Oh, I don't I I mean maybe. But I'm a neophyte to marrying, so Maybe I'm wrong here. I want to fuck it on the side, man. But that's how I think of of, of the Sabago. Like, I think that would be... There's no wrong answers. That's the fun part about this. Yeah. And we're like Um, two hours and 15 minutes in, so we should like wrap the main show. Wow, I'm sorry, folks. (laughs) No, I like it because I think that we did kind of a... The the, the show that I was wanting to do, which is more (laughs) of the, um, the, the medium. And yet there's more. Join our Discord, and you'll be able to find our post-show posted right in the show notes section of the shows of the shows on the Discord shows. Join our Discord, and you will interact with all of us all the time. Buy my book. Buy my book. I'm not always on. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license and all the blah, blah we used to say. Yeah, I mean, who cares about that shit anymore? Crappy Radio is being used by OpenAI and other places to train themselves to to understand audio and to you make really bad beer decisions. Beer decisions and 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 really bad like and 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 poorly made uh, reports for young kids in school. Join our Discord. Tell us what you want us to talk about. It. Give us some feedback. We want to hear it. Come on, guys. That's your assignment. Do it. 
Do it. Do it. You know, all and for those wondering, our nagging does work. We're building, you know, getting like some of the like mm-hmm. the old OG CBR groupies on there. So I mean that in the best way. Please don't hear that as like an insult. Thanks. See ya in the post show.